0: this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At go shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40 plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs.
1: For deals you can use, click on com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's
0: do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes!
1: Roland. deep left field, Moore going back at the track, gone, red slam, Scotty Rowland. Runners go and the pitch is hit left side, Rowland from his knees, oh, what a play. Now Rowland with a chance to give the Cardinals a lead for the first time tonight, which he does, is it gone? Scott Rowland, the newest member of the Baseball Hall of Fame alongside Bally Sportsman West's Alexa Dat and Tanner Hendrickson and I'm Alex Ferrario as we head to our Brown and Crouppen celebrity line now to welcome in one of his former teammates. Played with the Cardinals for, from 2007 to 2009. Also played with Scott Rowland in Scott's final year in Cincinnati. He is Ryan Ludwig. Ryan, it is great to catch up with you today. How are you, sir?
2: i'm doing well i'm doing really well down here in texas thanks for having me on absolutely pretty, pretty, so let's just
1: happy. lee i was gonna say ryan let's start right there what was the initial reaction when you found out that scott Rowland was going to be a baseball hall of famer
2: you know i found out through a friend i wasn't watching it as it happened live but as soon as i found out i, I reached out to him and congratulated him and and um, obviously i know he had a lot of people pouring into him he got back to me and said thanks but um what a great guy what a great player and um Just, just what an honor to be able to play with him, and and I'm glad he's in the hall.
0: Ryan Alexadat here from Valley Sports Midwest. Good to talk to you. I want to ask you one specific memory that you have of Scott that you can give us, maybe something that you haven't divulged before that's appropriate for radio, of course, (laughs) uh, that you can give us some insight into his personality and what he was like as a teammate.
2: So um, there's quite a few. If you just want one, my favorite memory of Scotty is... um, a lot of people realize, and a lot of people don't realize, he's one of the toughest guys I've ever played with. Um, and, and, and there's no doubt, like, top five for sure. But if someone were to get hit by a pitch, I don't know if this has been discussed on radio yet, um, if he was in the dugout and you showed any mercy as far as going to the ground or rubbing it, uh, let's just say I'm, I can't get into the words that were used, or I can't describe exactly how that situation looks, but um, he would wear you out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he would be yelling from the dugout, and uh, he, he he didn't take it lightly if if you uh, showed, showed weak getting hit by a pitch. <laughs>
1: so were guys afraid to react to getting hit by pitches when Scott Rowland was in that dugout?
2: Oh, 100%, especially, you know, it, it was a little different in Cincinnati, you know, I played with him in St. Louis, and um, he was one of the guys who actually took me under his wing when I first came up with the Cardinals, him, and I'd say Chris Carpenter were the two veterans that kind of took me under their wing, and you know, would take me out um, after the game or sit by me during stretch and talk to me, Uh, you know, it'd be Roland and Gary Bennett usually. But, um, you know, on the St. Louis team, you had a lot of veteran players, right? And then when I went over to Cincinnati, I was kind of one of the veteran players and Scotty was like the super veteran player. But we had, we had a pretty young club over there and, um, you know, just the amount of respect uh, he had when I went over there because I knew Brandon Phillips, I played with him in the minor leagues and, and, you know, just talking to the Cozarts and the Jay Bruce's and the Joey Vatos of the world, the, the amount of respect they had for, for Scott Rowland as far as a leader and um, being um, just kind of a, the statue of that team was, was awesome, you know. Uh, I kind of saw two different Scotties, you know. So um, I saw the leader, Scotty, and then I saw kind of the Scottie in, in St. Louis that was part of a, kind of a bashing crew that won a World Series and, and, and was just uh, – just a phenomenal teammate all around on both ends.
0: Ryan, based on that story, I kind of picture Scott getting ready for the baseball season like Happy Gilmore gets ready for the <laughs> hockey season, just in the batting cage, just getting smashed by baseball. Oh, yeah, just do it again! It. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I never saw him do that, but he didn't show a whole lot of- in-, in anything he did. So, I get over... Everyone knows the story, right? A very, very unfortunate situation, obviously. Um the Brandon Phillips, uh, Yadier Molina situation, where I had been traded to the Padres already in 2010, and there's a bench-clearing brawl, right? Um, so I get traded over the Reds, and I'm hearing the stories from the Red side. I've already heard the stories from the Cardinals side, and um, you know, when I get over Cincinnati, I hear everyone talking about like Scotty and how he kind of protect. He, he was he he was the one of the first guys out there. He's protecting that whole team. Obviously, he played for the Cardinals, but. The story is, and I don't know if this is true, that Chris Carpenter got pretty fired up. And um, Scotty was trying to calm him down and literally picked him up with both hands by the shoulders and, like, picked him off the ground and carried him, like, 10 feet and, like, sent him to the side. Now, I don't know if that's true, but that that's the, that, that's the tale. And uh, I wouldn't doubt it because he, like I said, he's one of the strongest dudes I ever played with.
1: That's incredible. We're talking with Ryan Ludwig, former Cardinal and teammate of Scott Rowland here on BK and Ferrario. So, Luddy, I want to go back to when you were signed by St. Louis. It was following that World Series championship season. That was the final year of Scott Rowland. But for you, you and Scott were kind of around the same age, if I'm not mistaken. Scott was 27, 28. No, I'm sorry. He was 31, 32 years old. You were 28. You had been in the league for a a cup of coffee a, a few seasons. What was that like for you stepping into that clubhouse where you had Scott Rowland and you had Jim Admins and you had Albert Pujols with all of those those big names around? You know, it was
2: uh, it was it was it was awesome to be honest. I mean, I, that word gets used a lot, but you know, I came up with the Rangers and I had a clubhouse of you know Alex Rodriguez, Juan Gonzalez, Rafael Palmeiro, Ivan Rodriguez, Carl Everett, uh, uh, Michael Young, and and a lot of big names, right? And then I come over here. And I have a lot of big names in between. I had Cleveland that had a lot of big names, but we were all young. You know, the Coco Crisp is, the Victor Martinez is the C.C. Sabathia is the Cliff Leaves of the world. But, um, at that point in my career, I was a little bit older and, and to see the difference in clubhouses, um, you know, being in Texas, this is nothing against Texas, but the team chemistry over there wasn't as good as the team chemistry in Cleveland. We were younger. We didn't know what we were doing, but in St. Louis, um, there was there was a, something special and, and, and I think that's really why they won a championship. You know I always talk to people about I'm a firm believer in team chemistry. Um, I, I think it wins, but obviously you got to have talent too. but that team was very talented and the chemistry on that team was unbelievable and, and I think that's why um, you know I, I, I don't know if you know, but I do work for the St. Louis Cardinals in the organization and when I got out of baseball, I reached out to two teams, this is home, this is where I want to be. Um, I think Mo and that staff does a tremendous job and there's a reason the Cardinals are, are, are have a history of winning. It's that they do it the right way and that, that clubhouse tends to be phenomenal year in and year out and, and when I came up they treated me the same way. They treated me like I'd been there for ten years and and uh it was just it was it was a perfect fit.
0: Ryan, we obviously know the stats, right? Seven time all star, eight time gold glover for Scotty but when you looked at his defensive abilities, what made him one of the best defensive third basemen of all time?
2: Alexa, I think you hit it on the head. Like, I don't think any of us saw it, but I think he was underneath that cage, like, taking balls off his teeth and like, blocking balls like a hockey goalie. But he is by far the best defensive third baseman, not even close, that I've ever seen play the game.
1: Wow. That's that's impressive. And, and you see Nolan Arenado, as I you mentioned. Say, you're with the Cardinals. Yeah. You see, do you see a lot of Scott Rowland and Nolan Arenado, Luddy?
2: Oh yeah, I do. And, and I played against Nolan um, early on in his career in Colorado. Now I think Nolan is obviously the best defensive third baseman in the game right now. And and you know when it's all said and done, maybe he's better than Scotty. Um, maybe they're equal right now. But as far as like when I played, Scotty was the best. I watch Nolan now and obviously I do. I see a lot of Scotty in him um, you know th- offensively they can both carry a team. Um, intensity wise, I've been around Nolan. I've been in that clubhouse. he's super intense just like Scotty and they're both have they both have a, a, a tremendous winning mindset. They, they they compete, they battle and they, they neither one of them want to lose one bit.
1: A couple more questions for former Cardinal Ryan Ludwig with us here on BK and Ferrario. Ryan, you mentioned that that Roland was one of those guys that took you under his wing. You saw the leadership in Cincinnati. You were a part of that leadership in St. Louis. What was it about? Because I feel like that area of athletes, people don't talk enough about of how good of leaders they are and why they're such good leaders.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's different, right? Like Some people will lead through their play. Some people will lead um, in the clubhouse. Some people will lead... Um, Really vocally, he was he was a silent leader. Not not silent in the means that he didn't talk, but like if there was something that happened and you did something wrong, he would just pull you aside, put, put his arm around you, and be like, "Hey, buddy, like, hey, next time do this, right?" Um, he was very very um, dry with a sense of humor. Uh, sometimes he would, if you made a mistake, he would make fun of you in a dry sense of humor way, but. He did it in a way that made you feel comfortable, right? Um, and, obviously, he did it through his play as well. Like, the guy was – we just talked about it. He was the ultimate competitor. He was a vacuum over at third base. So, <laughs> when you watch the play, you're like, holy cow, this guy is getting after it day in and day out, and he's not leaving anything on the field. So, as a player, when you see all those things, you respect it, and, and you, you – somewhat idolize them and you look up to them and you kind of want to be the same guy. You know, that's kind of how I played. I wasn't near the player energy of of these guys we're talking about, but every time I put that uniform on in St. Louis, I think that's why the fans respected me. I left everything on the field. Now I wasn't as good as them, but that was my goal. Every day I wanted to leave that field being like a Scott Rowland, knowing that I left everything out there and every day, you know, for his entire career, I think that's why he's a hall of famer. He went out there and played the game as hard as he could, and he put, poured everything into it, and And he's just a great, great guy.
0: Ryan, let's talk to the haters for a second because there are a lot of them out there in terms of people saying that, is Scott a Hall of Famer? And, you know, questioning his, his metrics, his ability, his leadership, you know, everything that goes into the decision of making a, a Hall of Fame player, you know, uh, into the Hall. So for you, what would you say to the haters in terms of why Scott Rowland is a Hall of Famer?
2: Well, you know, I think if you're a true baseball historian, you got to look at the way this game has changed. The game, the game today is different than the game it was in 2010, and the game is different than in 2010 than it was in 2000, and in 2000 it was different than 1970, and 1970 was different than 1950, and 1950 was different than 1930, right? So the game's ever revolving. So, or not revolving, evolving. Sorry, uh, wrong. wrong We've we've had that kind of day today, (laughs) Luddy. We've all done the same thing. (laughs) I mean, look at today, like pitchers, starting pitchers aren't pitching as long into games as they did, you know, 15 years ago. The bullpen is used much more often. Strikeouts are up because guys are throwing harder. Well, he was kind of in that, that, that transition phase where the game was changing, in my opinion. So the numbers are going to change too. And, and, maybe that people think the numbers aren't good enough, but like when it comes to the hall for me, it, like his numbers are good enough for me. And it becomes about the person and being around that person, what we talked about, knowing what type of player that guy was and knowing the grit he had and knowing the way he took the field every day and how hard he played the game. So for me, um, it's really cool because I, I can say I've played with the hall of famer and I played with a couple others that like I named before and, in, and in, in Texas and I'm sure some of those guys in Cleveland will do it as well. But, um, I, I'm super happy for him. I'm super proud of him. And I know he's pumped up and, and um, I can't wait for him to get up there at Cooperstown and hear his speech. And yeah, it's just, it's incredible.
1: Absolutely. We're all stoked here in St. Louis, just as much, Ryan. Hey, one more for you before we let you go, not so much on Roland, but I did want to ask you about one player for the Cardinals who has mentioned you by name of how impactful it's been so far in his early career. And that's Jordan Walker. What have your thoughts been on this young player? And, and is the excitement real here in St. Louis for fans?
2: I mean, the sky's the limit, right? Like everyone knows this. He's, uh, uh it's uh, he's superhuman. I mean, he's just superhuman, and you know, it's an honor for him to to say those words about me because that's that's what I'm doing on this side of the game. Is I'm pouring my heart into these, these young kids, and and um, you know, I get to see these guys like Nolan Gorman and Brennan Donovan and Tommy Edmond, and you know, guys who have moved on, Paul DeYoung, guys who moved on like Luke Voit and and Harrison Bader and I get these guys, you know, you know, their first day in a Cardinal uniform and um, he's just a really impressive young man. And he's intelligent. Um, obviously we all know the background. He's a monster. He eats the ball as hard as any young man I've ever seen in my entire life. And, you know, hopefully things keep trending in a positive direction because if they do um, I truly believe he could be one of the next St. Louis Cardinal Hall of Famers. I, I, I see that, 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 That in his career, but you know, obviously, there's 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 time in front of him. He still has to get there, and we got to see what we got. But Jordan Walker is one of the most exciting prospects I've ever seen play the game in my entire life.
1: That's awesome. Well, and he's not getting to this point without guys like you that are working with him on a daily basis. So,
2: with with that being said, we got some other guys in the organization that are very exciting too. So, you know, this window, uh, this group of guys we got coming up, it's going to be. I'm really excited for you and Alexa and. And the fans of St. Louis to see these young guys coming up because um, we got some really good talent, we got some really good talent on the way.
1: Man, we can't wait to see it. And uh, baseball season's getting closer and closer. Luddy, appreciate you taking some time out to talk about your buddy Scott Rowland. Um, thank you so much for uh, for making some time for us. And uh, enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of the off season before things kick into high gear.
2: Thanks, y'all. I really appreciate y'all. Have a great day, and um, thanks for thanks for doing this for Scotty. He, he deserves it.